0: What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez. And today, from the Yay Basketball Podcast, I got my guy, Michael Padilla, on the show. How you doing, man? Good to have you.
1: Good, Zach. Glad we finally made this work.
0: I know. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad we were able to chop this up and uh, cook something up here. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of things to talk about. But, man, I'm glad glad you're able to hop on today.
1: Yeah, definitely. Me too. Excited to get going.
0: Let's do it, man. A lot to talk about in the NBA world, but before we hop into that, just because you're a new guest to uh, kind of get my my listeners to understand who they're listening to now, I'm just going to ask you a couple simple questions um, sure. just so they can kind of get to know you a little bit. So first right. off, who's your? I know you, you guys focus on basketball, obviously, at the Gay Basketball Podcast. Who's your favorite NBA team? Do you have one? Do you root for a team?
1: You know, I... I, uh, you know, covering the league uh, like we do, it's hard to have one specific team. Kind of early in the season, I was rocking with the Grizzlies before they kind of turned heel and became like the villain of the league. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm I'm a diehard LeBron fan, so I'll always root for LeBron James teams, you know, Lakers. The Lakers right now, I I did pick the Lakers in seven in this series. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm, I'm rooting for the Lakers in this series, but... You know, just the league as a whole. You know, I'm not a Heat fan, but watching that, you know, watching that Jimmy Butler performance the last night, like things like that. You know, so I'm I'm just a fan of the league, I guess you could say.
0: Totally. Um, and do you have any favorite
1: players? Yeah, I mean LeBron. Uh, Besides
0: LeBron, yeah, yeah. Of
1: course, uh, of course, LeBron, and then uh, Joel Embiid, uh, Damian Lillard, Steph. You know, I mean, all the entertaining guys. You know, it's, it's a, the league is so full of uh, so many great stars. It's hard not to, or not to flock to those guys.
0: It is. There's so much talent in the NBA right now. There's just players for every kind of anybody you want to watch, any type of play you want to watch, there's something there. So right. NBA is full of talent right now. Yeah. Um. Lastly, I want to ask you,
1: MVP race has been kind of crazy this year. Yep. Who do you got winning it? I think it's got to be Embiid. Um, I'm not really buying into, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I see both sides of the whole narrative argument about you know, Embiid uh, doesn't have one, so he should he should get one because we don't look want to look back on this era and say that he doesn't have one. But also, I get why people are frustrated with that narrative. But the whole award it, itself is, in my opinion, is a narrative driven award. I mean, yes, of course, statistics and wins and all that, but. You're awarding, you're, you're, you are writing the narrative, writing NBA history in the current moment, which is, you know, something that the voters get to, get to, to take part in. So I, I go Embiid. Um, I think he's, I mean, leading the league in points twice in a row, you know, Shack level dominance points per game, um, from a big man like that. And the defensive side of the ball, I think, is really what does it. Um, and Jokic is, kind of uh, the way he kind of took his foot off the gas pedal in the last like Mm -hmm. four to five weeks of the, of the season. I think that bumped Giannis to second place for me, you know, second or best player on the best team. I think he was second. So I go Joe Giannis and then Jokic third.
0: Yeah. I think that one of the biggest things that people seem to, I feel like not talk about a whole lot when it comes to the MVP race is Embiid's defense. I hear a lot of you know, you talk about Embiid's offense versus Jokic's offense and then Embiid leads the league in scoring, but Jokic will get you the triple doubles, he'll get you the the playmaking ability. But right. not a whole lot of people talk about Embiid's defense for some reason. And that's such a I mean, it's half the game, obviously. And yeah, you know, for Embiid. He's so elite in that aspect. Jokic, I think I I don't think Jokic is a horrible defender, but obviously he's not on, you know, the level of Embiid or anything. So
1: Yeah, I mean, Um, 1.7 blocks a game, one steal a game. And then, I mean, just over like his defensive splits. And that's one of the things that gets tricky is, you know, with this argument, and it kind of popped up earlier in the year or, you know, kind of in the midst of this argument was, um, was like the analytics, you know, the, the hyper analytical group would put (laughs) one of the reasons that you can't fully validate some of the numbers is because according to some of those numbers, Jokic, is like the best defender of all time because of def- defensive box plus minus. So you can't yeah. really count, you know, and he's getting blown by on layups, you know, mm-hmm. 30% of the time. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, Embiid, Embiid's defense, I think, is is the reason that it, it put him over the top for me. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's totally fair. I've kind of I've kind of been a Giannis guy all year, mm-hmm. um, which you know, most of the time it's been Embiid or Jokic, but for me it's kind of I've kind of rocked with Giannis all year, and, and I kind of stick with that. I do think Embiid will get the MVP, and, and it's totally deserved, obviously. M- yeah. Embiid is killing a scoring leader this year. Um, but I've kind of been a honest guy with, like you said, best team, uh, best player on the best team. I think yeah. he's the best player in the NBA. He's been so dominant on both sides of the ball, like Embiid has. So yeah. they're, they're, it could go a lot of different ways. But Embiid, I do think, will end up getting the award.
1: Uh, I think so, too. I mean, three all-time seasons. If any of these were happening without the other two, this would be you know a runaway unanimous uh, MVP but it's the fact that they're all happening at the same time so exactly it's a great point
0: <clears throat> so all right man good stuff um let's hop into a little bit of playoff talk because good. obviously we're right in the middle of the playoffs yeah um we can go series by series there's a couple good sure. series and let's start over in the uh, western conference with kind of a uh, a series that hasn't been super eventful the Nuggets and Timberwolves Right. Not a whole lot going on there. Nuggets won the first three games. Minnesota came back with an overtime win um and made it three one. Do you think the Nuggets are just going to close this one out in five?
1: Yeah, this is a gentlemans sweep. You know, they gave him one at home. Anthony Edwards took charge that uh, that game winner was monstrous was I believe had a I believe he had forty five points in that last game um in game four. I don't expect them to uh, to lose this next game though. I, i'm I'm pretty sure they'll close it out in five. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And to be honest,
0: I wasn't even expecting, you know, Minnesota to even steal one game mm-hmm. um during the series. Before the series, I did have Nuggets and five, but the Nuggets just looked a lot more dominant this entire series. And I mean yeah. it makes sense. They're the one seed. Jokic is arguably maybe the MVP. I mean, um right. the Nuggets just looked better. But it was it's cool to see, you know, Anthony Edward. I think, you know, Anthony Edwards, we all know he's got a very bright future. Yeah. Um, he he's a he's a natural leader. And and it's cool to hear in his in his interviews, he's very humble and selfless, and he's always given uh, props to his teammates and all that stuff. And that's always great to see from from a young leader like that. So, yeah, um, d- definitely a bright future for Anthony Edwards um and he's the Timberwolves. Twenty one years
1: stadium. old, man. And, exactly. Uh, I misspoke. He had thirty four points in Game Four, but uh, yeah, twenty one, twenty one year old. Uh, I think he should have won um, Rookie of the Year, but yeah. that's all right. You know, Lamelo fans have that. That's mm. cool. But yeah, I I mean, actually, yeah, kind I of, was... a, kind of what you can expect from this series. I I didn't really think that uh the that the Wolves stood a chance. I didn't really think that any of the eight seeds, unless it had ended up being the Lakers, would have a shot uh at at beating this Nuggets team. They're just in sync right now. Jamal Murray's hitting his stride. Jokic obviously MVP level play. So um, good for the Wolves. They got to win. You know, get in, get get something to be excited about in front of their home fans. But I I think this uh, this will be over in five.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um let's move on to another series. Not a whole lot to talk about on that one. Um, Suns and Clippers. Mm. So this one, this one's interesting because um we all know now Paul George hasn't been there for the Clippers all series, and now it's looking like Kawhi won't be there for the remainder of it if this series yeah. this series might even end um yeah. tonight. It could be tonight, yeah. So it's it's a bummer. I, I'm not a big fan of either team. Um it's it's just a bummer for me to see that. They, they don't have Paul George or Kawhi not, right. you know, because they were actually they did a lot better than I actually expected them to do against the Suns in the first couple games with Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that Kawhi is not there, it's tough to see a world where they even do win a game against this loaded Suns team, yeah. um, at least starting lineup. So, I mean, it's a bummer, but I could also see this one ending in five. But if Kawhi was there and obviously Paul George, it would be a totally different story.
1: I agree, yeah. So, I mean, I kind of mentioned this on our show last night. Uh, after, So Kawhi, uh, has 42 minutes uh, in game one. And, you know, Ty Lu has that quote where he says, this is what we've been saving up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he didn't save up enough. I mean, because nope. he's all—he's immediately injured, you know, it, it, towards the end of game two. Um, I mean, yeah, he goes 38 points, five rebounds, five assists, a block and a steal in game one. And he's just... He's Kawhi. He's signature Kawhi. Okay. And then uh, I believe game two he had uh, forty-two. But it, it's, he's just he's just putting his stamp all over that all over that entire. Uh, or sorry, he had thirty-one. I don't know there what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he's just putting his stamp all over the both games. Uh, you know, Clippers lose by fourteen in that second game. But still, it looked like oh man, this is going to be a series mm-hmm. six, maybe even seven games. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Kawhi goes down and 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 without. Without him, uh, yeah, I agree. They don't set a chance.
0: And it's just a bummer. And, I mean, Kawhi was arguably the best player in that series on either side of the ball. I mean, he was shoot scoring, uh, scoring efficiently, playing great defense. I mean, doing what we've seen playoff Kawhi do. And, you know, nothing short of that. And he was just playing amazing. And it's just a bummer to see him have to go down for injury again. And I, I hope it's not another case of, you know, he might be a guy who just keeps, keeps getting these injuries because it's just so annoying to see that because especially on a team that can really put up a fight against one of the powerhouses in the league. Yeah. Just really sucks to see. So to be honest, I could see this game, this series ending tonight. Um, I think so.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, because uh, even with Russell Westbrook going crazy like he did last game, the, the, the Suns are just, they just have top talent. You know, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker, Devin Booker going crazy recently. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's, He's up there with Jimmy uh, and uh, Jalen Brunson as the best players in in the postseason so far. Um, I think the Suns are going to be great next year, assuming they keep everybody. Uh, Hopefully, for the Suns' sake, you know, if you're a Suns fan, you're probably hoping that they can sign a few additional pieces. I think they'll be scary next year with a full season to gel. Healthy Durant, healthy Booker. But for now, you know, uh, in terms of the Clippers, at least, I, I, I... I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with Kawhi. I don't know. I think it might be time to move off of them. Cause I mean, would you rather have a marginally worse player, but a guy that plays all the time Mm -hmm. you can count on, or would Mm -hmm. you rather have a guy that, you know, is going to miss an elimination game tonight? Exactly. Probably win that game for them.
0: Exactly. And that's a conversation that they're, they're probably going to have to with themselves. Think about, think about, you know, the possibility of moving off Kawhi. And like I said, it's a bummer, but He's injured and, and what, I mean, the best ability is availability, uh, availability, as they say. And, um, you know, if you're not out there, I'd rather get a guy who might not be, might not have the talent as you, but he's out there playing in these, in these crucial matchups whenever he can. So, um, definitely going to be an interesting off season for the Clippers sure. uh, because they got a lot of questions to answer. Yeah. Um, so we'll end up seeing how that goes, but Phoenix is looking good. Um, mm-hmm. with obviously with Kevin Durant, those guys are, they're just fantastic. So yeah. Um, we'll see. They, they they might be the biggest threat in the West right now, um, but definitely an in, definitely would have been an interesting series if Kawhi and also Paul George. I mean, if Paul George and Kawhi were both healthy, this could have been crazy.
1: Yeah, um, it would have been a hell of a series for sure.
0: Would have been for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to we'll talk about this two seven matchup, the Grizzlies mm. and Lakers. We saw them go at mm. it last night. Man, oh man, that was a good game last night. Um, it was. although, so for me. I'll keep this brief. I don't like either team. Um, they are my two least favorite teams in the NBA, and I obviously, if my Warriors win this round, they go on to play the winner of this game, so this series. So it's been tough for me to choose, and, and ultimately, I, I would have rather faced the Grizzlies. I don't think they're as good as the Lakers. Right. Um, doesn't look like that's going to happen though. Well, first yeah. we have to get out of the series, but it doesn't look like the Grizzlies are actually going to get out of this series. <clears throat> but it's they're down. They're down three one right now. Next game tomorrow. How are you feeling? Do you think Lakers close this out in five, or do you think Grizzlies push it to another game?
1: I think we come back to Staples. I know it's crypto. I'll always call it Staples. I think. Uh, <laughs> I, think we, I think that uh, the Grizzlies get a win at FedEx, and then uh, we head back to to LA for Game Six. Um, LeBron played forty five minutes last night. It was his two hundred seventieth playoff game. I mean, and he did not have it last night. Uh, mm-hmm. Still shows up, you know, when he when he needs to mm-hmm. um, to to send the game to overtime and and uh, the Lakers, man. It's been interesting because after the All-Star break before the playoffs started, you know, LeBron was in and out and he was gone for about uh, about a month, month and a half ish. Um, and then the playoffs start and, you know, the, this team is gelling so well and then once the playoffs begin it kind of feels like they're trying to refine their footing um like you know I, I i said this on our show i've said it a couple times now this is the first playoff run that i've seen from lebron where he looks human and it's crazy to say that because he had 20 22 and 7 last night or 22 20 and 7 last night in a in a in a game tying layup uh with a second left and and still I mean, the the bad news for the Grizzlies is they needed to win this game because mm-hmm. you're up seven with five minutes to play on the road in an in a very hostile environment when you're getting uh, at that point not a lot from John Morant and the bigger the bigger story is LeBron was not hitting last night and Anthony Davis had uh, eight points ten points uh, through four full quarters of basketball before the before overtime you got to win that game. And uh the Lakers, they just kept fighting. I mean, they're they're showing that, you know, they've 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 got something to fight for. And, you know, outside of injury, we haven't seen LeBron and Anthony Davis lose uh in the postseason yet. Um, you know, A D goes down in that round one against the Suns in twenty twenty or sorry, twenty twenty one. But since they've been together they've the only thing they've done in the postseason is win a championship. Last mm-hmm. year, that roster was a mess and the mm-hmm. coaching system was a mess and there was a lot to lot to look at. But um, I love the Grizzlies uh, for different reasons. And I think if Steven Adams is there, it's a different series. I think if Brandon Clark is there, it's a different series. Um, I think if Dylan Brooks doesn't say that nonsense about LeBron, it's a different series because because, you know, it's not like LeBron went out and had some crazy game three. Mm-mm. The whole team did. They got fired up. They tied the record for the they tied the NBA playoffs record for biggest deficit after first quarter mm-hmm. because of Dylan Brooks. The crowd was into it. They're chanting Brooks, you suck after every every time he touches the ball. They're booing him. I mean, the Lakers have the juice right now, and especially after a thing like last night, I you just gotta hope that LeBron can get some rest tonight. LeBron can get some rest tomorrow, and that everybody as a whole can because. Um, It's okay to rely on Austin Reeves and Ruby Hachimura right now to get you 15 to 25 points, but come next round and conference finals and potentially finals, those, those are going to be, those are going to be harder asks of those younger players.
0: 100%. I think that, what was that? First quarter deficit was it 35 to 9 or, or? uh, yeah, thirty
1: thirty two 32 to 9. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, 23 point deficit after the uh, first quarter is ties a record in the playoffs.
0: That is, yeah, I remember watching that and that was just unreal. I mean, yeah. the Grizzlies, it was just such a dominant, they just looked so much more dominant over the Grizzlies, the Lakers yeah. did.
1: Um, until that fourth quarter and John Morant goes 22 straight 24 in the fourth I mean if mm-hmm. if the Lakers if the Lakers choked that game or, or the Grizzlies oh. come back and win that game because of jaw that's jaw's moment mm-hmm. 20 uh, or sorry 45 9 and 13 that mm-hmm. is his that is his moment his singular moment but mm-hmm. it just wasn't enough the Lakers were stomping all over him for, for the first three three quarters of the game
0: exactly and Jaw putting up that insane stat line all with a hurt hand as well. I mean, it just right. makes it that yeah. much more impressive. Um, he absolutely took over that fourth quarter and he was killing it, but obviously was not enough. As for last night's game, we saw LeBron, I think he had 22, 20, and seven. Like you said, insane with the 20 rebounds. Very in that's just a nuts stat line. Um, yeah. and like you said, I think the interesting thing in the, the scarier part of it, like as a Warrior fan, is somebody who might have to play the Lakers is the fact that LeBron didn't go out and get you 45 or even 30, 35, you know, he didn't have that monster game and, and, but he got the rebounds obviously, but that was a team. That was a, that was the most, I don't know if I ever seen the Lakers look like a team like that. I mean, they were just all contributing everybody. I think the Lakers are rolling at the right time right now. They look a lot better than they have. Um, obviously they've had their, their struggles in the playoffs, things that have been a little questionable, but for the most part, this is probably the best that they have looked, um, getting contributions from Rui Hachimura from Austin Reeves from all these guys it's great Hilo
1: last night 17 points yeah
0: he and he had a couple clutch shots there in the end as well um so just the Lakers are flowing and it's a little scary to see and I mean LeBron
1: will have those games where he's gonna get at least 30 and yeah I don't know I mean that's kind of what I'm saying that that when I say that he doesn't he he looks, looks human, human. Mm-hmm. I don't know that And, you know, knock on wood here, because I think, you know, love him or hate him, he probably still won't. Everybody can appreciate it, you know, a 35 piece from LeBron when he has 35, eight and eight or whatever, you know, in -hmm. in a big playoff game. But Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we might be to the point of his career where 35 points in the playoffs when he's playing 40 plus minutes, it's rough. I think it's I think he's to the point where, you know, I'm not I'm again, knock on wood. And also I'm not predicting anything, but. The, he's he's leaning on Anthony Davis a lot, and he's leaning on Rui, yes. and Austin, and Delo, and you know uh, Malik Beasley, Troy Brown, like these guys when they are hitting, and also the splits for when he scores twenty eight plus, the Lakers have a uh, I think it's like a twenty one percent win percentage this season. Whereas when they when he doesn't, he uh, the Lakers are significantly better in the win loss column. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily good for this roster as it's constructed for him to go for thirty five. But Mm -hmm. I know that, like you said, yeah. If nobody else is hitting and he's got to do it, he probably can. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I gotta see it this season because he's 38, man.
0: He is 38. I hear it every time they he plays. That's all they say. He's 38. It's (laughs) huge. That's 95 in
1: basketball in basketball years. You know, that's that's like he might as well be 100 in basketball years. Yeah, I know.
0: No, he's he's definitely. It's as much as I am. No LeBron fan. I know this. can't, Can't deny. Can't deny that what he's doing at this age is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, so, and
1: so, so you got, got the seen. Lakers closing this one out.
0: I think so. Yeah. I do think so. And like you also said, I want to bring up Steven Adams. I mean, I think that was a pretty big loss for the, uh for Huge the Grizzlies. Loss. He would have been, I mean, get some big body down there. Somebody else to kind of battle around with Anthony Davis. Um, yeah. Just have that big big man presence down there with somebody like Steven Adams would have been huge and he was a great contributor for them in the regular season so um yeah. having him ha- losing him for this series is definitely a blow
1: <clears throat> that's kind of the theme of not only this playoffs but it mm-hmm. feels like nearly the whole season is well if they had that guy well if they had that guy or if he wasn't yeah. injured because I mean the, and the, the Grizzlies have had their fair share too because Brandon Clark was huge for them off the bench and would have been a dog in this series. Uh, Cause the Lakers don't have any big man depth. Fortunately in the West, you don't really need that much. Cause you're going up against really the only other formidable bigs are Aiton and uh, uh, Aiden Sabonis and, and Jokic. But Brandon Clark would have been huge for them. Steven Adams obviously would be a game changer. And now Jaws dealing with this injury and it got worse last night. You know, mm-hmm. he, he had, I think three turnovers after he went down and with his, with his, uh, with his injury again, only went one for five after that injury. So, or re-injuring it, I guess. So, it, it, it's rough, but, uh, you know, because mm-hmm. we always want to see people healthy. But mm-hmm. fortunately, this is the this is the world we live in.
0: And there's been so many this like you brought up this playoffs. I mean, we've yeah. seen uh, Giannis battle battling his MB now battling his yep. Tyler Harrow broke his hand. Right. Um. John Morant. Obviously, we just talked about Darren Fox fractured his yep. finger. Yep. We, we heard yesterday. Um. So there's just so many. And it's it's always a bummer to see injuries because you want to. You want to win, but you want to beat them at full strength, and you want to see players. You don't want to see players injured. You don't want to see them sitting on the sideline. It's no fun. We want to see the best of the NBA. Everybody battling it out. May the best team win. Yeah. So seeing all these injuries, it makes it just so annoying to watch. Right. One hundred percent. But speaking of De'Aaron
1: Fox breaking his or fracturing his finger. Right. Man, let's get into this series. Is this the mm-hmm. best series? I think it might be. It is the best series in the se- in the postseason right now. Yeah. These these games have been crazy. Um I know you're happy about this. Surprise surprise. The the Warriors get another lucky break due to an injury. <laughs> All here, right. Here they go again. Uh, All right. Oh, you know, okay. if if De'Aaron plays apparently according to reports, he's going to have to play with some sort of like splint or something on. Yeah. There's no way you can shoot like that. No. You can't be an effective scorer. So even if he does play, he's not going to be himself. Mm-hmm. And so I picked the Warriors in seven before this series because Me I just too. think it's the Warriors, man. I mean, it, it, it they're is. like the Patriots of, of old. You know, it's it, There's mm-hmm. this dynasty that until the time comes that they are dead and buried, you can't count them out. And mm-hmm. uh, even though I don't expect them to win, I don't know. Without De'Aaron Fox, who knows? They're just so terrible on the road this year, Zach. Like, Mm -hmm. they're really bad this year on the road. They've lost 32 road games this season. It's never been done by a defending champ. Mm -hmm. And there's no explanation for it either. They're first in, at home, they're first in three-pointers made, uh, three-point percentage and assists, and they're fourth in points per game. On the road, they're first in three-pointers made, three-pointers on uh, three-pointer percentage assists, and they're first in points per game on the road. There's no explanation. I don't know Mm -hmm. what happens. They just find ways to lose games on the road. And Sacramento's got the best home court in the league right now. So mm-hmm. I don't know that you can. I don't know that you can walk in there feeling confident, with or we, with or without De'Aaron Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm not confident. I'm definitely <laughs> not confident. Um,
0: obviously, no De'Aaron Fox hires our chance of winning. It goes yes. without being said. We all oh. know that um, De'Aaron Fox is the glue guy. He's there. He's been their best player. That arguably the best player of this series. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you brought up Sacramento's home court is electric it is yeah. rocking i can yeah. hear it through my tv and it's a <laughs> bummer cuz chase center where the warriors play it doesn't even sound close to that yeah. and I'm, it's getting it gets on my nerves a little bit i'd be yeah. up in there screaming um <laughs> but not with those ticket prices i'm at my home screaming yeah but um the the kings like you brought up they're they're great on the road and they're great at home so mm-hmm. the kings they're When when you look at the Warriors um, road record and you look at their home record, obviously makes no sense. As a Warrior fan, this has never really been a – this is a weird – okay, let me say this. Home court advantage is obviously nothing new to professional sports. We all know home court advantage. The Warriors took it to the biggest extreme this season that I have ever seen. They look very, very good at home, and they look – horrible on the road. Yeah. I have a friend who's actually a Kings fan and we were talking and, and even before the Fox injury, he was like, man, I don't feel too confident. I think you guys are going to steal it. I think you guys have the momentum. And I was like, doesn't matter. You know why it doesn't matter? Cause we've seen this movie in the regular season where we go out, we have a little home stretch, we kill it. We might even win yeah. three straight and yeah. then we go on the road, even against, I don't know, the magic or the yeah. jazz. Rockets. And we just, we, yeah, the rock and we just don't look good. Yeah, And it, it's something that I don't have an answer to. Nobody has an answer to it because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, I'm just hoping, because obviously for the Warriors to win this series, they have to win at least one road game. Right. And why not be game five? So please, <laughs> Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, just go out there and just defy the odds and just somehow win this game because – I'm not. I should be more confident, especially if they don't have Darren Fox. I mean, yeah. it, uh, nothing's a given in professional sports. But if they didn't have Darren Fox, I should just kind of be like, "Man, we this is pretty. This should be a win."
1: Yeah. Nope. Not even yeah. close. I mean, I mean, they, they should have lost that game on Sunday. The Warriors should have lost yeah. that game on Sunday. The, the Kings gave them every because the, the Warriors played not perfect basketball, but they didn't have any major errors outside of the Steph calling a timeout when they didn't have any. The yeah. Kings had several. Poor shot selection, wide open threes that clanked, the Malik Monk fast break driving double team layup attempt with 38 seconds on the clock. You have a full mm-hmm. possession ahead of you. Um, the the There were probably about 10 plays in that fourth quarter that could have or should have gone the, the Kings way. And if it does, we're talking about the Kings being up 3-1. And instead, mm-hmm. you know, the Warriors played played the as well as they could have in that last in that last stretch of that game they should have lost that game but they didn't and now we're talking about them maybe winning in six
0: mm-hmm. I couldn't that that one was it Malik Monk who took that I couldn't remember but the one yeah. who, when he took that shot I, I was in shock I was like yeah. well what, what are you that, that's not a good play that was not a smart play right um and then obviously when Steph calls the timeout I that was just unreal I um right. I was about ready to throw up watching that because I couldn't <laughs> believe it cuz I was pretty convinced I was like we're up 5 there's what 30 seconds or so left I was like this is this is fine and then and I was like what's going on I thought I did think we actually had a timeout cuz I thought we had two and the challenge brought us down to 1 but right. brought, obviously brought us down to 0 and when they said that I was like okay no way and then they obviously then they go down by 1 and uh, and then Steph goes down and takes that little mid-range shot which I was yep. like okay, probably could have gotten a better one but he misses it so I'm like how we actually might blow this I yeah. couldn't believe it um and then thank god Harrison Barnes was the one who who took that last shot like that's Warriors Harrison Barnes right there um but the biggest thing i wanted to point out was just the value of Draymond Green's yes. defense in the yeah. end of that game i mean you throughout the entire game he was and he was making play after play and stop after stop and he was just everywhere and without him on that in that final stretch we probably don't win that game i mean his Definitely. defense was outstanding yeah you know
1: super valuable and he took a gamble on that last possession you know but he uh, he was you know uh, coming up to double D Aaron at the top who had 38 at the at the at, the, at that point and then demonis or uh uh, Harrison Barnes wide open on the wing, leaving leaving Steph to rotate. He know you know he has a history, obviously understands Harrison Barnes, sure. and uh, took that gamble. And you know, fortunately enough for the for the Warriors, it paid off. I don't know what's I don't know what to make of the last the last couple games here, last few games because, you know, I say without Fox, the Warriors should be able to win this. He's been the best player in the series, one of the best players in the playoffs, and and still it's the it's the fact that they have to win at least one game on the road i know and if it's and if you're you know you being a warriors fan you better hope it's game five Mm -hmm. because if it's game seven De'Aaron fox will kill himself to be out there and that building will be electric you want to talk about electricity talk about home court sacramento will that'll be crazy if it's game seven so they need to win game five and close it out in six if you're the warriors 100% with you
0: on that one. I do not want to go back to sack for a game seven at all. I think, like I said, if we have a chance to win a road game, why not make it game five? Just go out there, win game five and let's bring it home back to chase center game six and wrap this up and move on because I I'm not no warrior. Nobody in the Bay area is comfortable when the warriors are playing on the road anymore. Nobody wants to see that. It's just, it's scary. And somehow they just always seem to mess it up. So you know, I'm hoping Game Five is, is the game that they can win, man. On the it's,
1: road, you better hope. It's, I mean, yeah, it's 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 gonna be tough. I mean, regardless, because even in this game, even in the game on Sunday, you know, 38 points for De'Aaron Fox, but you still get, uh, you, you, that's a game where Demonis Bonas only has 14. And yeah. here's the other thing is, throughout the regular season, it was kind of a toss up between who was the best player between the two of them because Demonis mm-hmm. took this big leap this year. De'Aaron Fox, obviously, clutch player of the year. And now you're going to most likely be without Deary and Fox. And if, even if he does play, he's not going to be who he has been all season. So, yep. yeah, they need to take advantage of this and win game five.
0: They do. They do. And I hope they do. Um, but like I said, I have no idea. Really don't yeah. know how it's going to go. I don't think yeah. anybody does. <clears throat> right. Okay. Let's go to the other side of the bracket. The let's Eastern Conference. Yes, sir. Um, very interesting. The one and eight matchup. We got the eight-seeded Miami Heat Ooh. up Three yes, one to sir. the one seeded Bucks. The Bucks yes, just without Giannis for a game or two. Um, trying to remember, actually, I don't remember if he only play, if he only missed one game or if he missed two games. But um,
1: he missed two. He missed two and, two and three. Game two That's and what two. I
0: thought. Okay. And the Heat are up three one. They won last yeah. night off an insane Jimmy Incredible. Butler performance. Incredible. Um. Yeah, Jimmy Butler had I think 50, 56 points 56, and. Yep just played so well. Um, do you think we'll see the eighth seed upset the one seed here?
1: Yeah. So 96% of the time, a three, one lead in the first round, uh, the team closed it out. It's only happened three times in NBA history uh, that, a, that a team's come back from a three, one deficit. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy to say, I don't think, I don't think most people I'd say probably, I'd say 99% of people not living in Miami predicted the bucks to win this series. Cause the bucks have been the bucks all year. Um, nobody can stop the 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 heat when Jimmy Butler's playing like that. I yep. mean he is he is playoff Jimmy I mean mm-hmm. he's it's a legend you know it's like a folklore uh fifty six nine he was nineteen for twenty eight he only mm-hmm. had he scored seventeen points in the final four minutes and fifty seconds of this game and was <laughs> making play after play after play it's the it's the highest scoring uh game by a heat player in the playoffs now. I mean I don't know how you don't love Jimmy Butler. He's 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 hard to not root for. I mean, unless you know, unless you're a Wolves fan or a Sixers fan, who you feel like he he you feel slighted by him leaving. But man, I said before the before the season uh, or before the playoffs started, I said look out for the Heat. I think they can upset a number one uh, or not a number one seed, but one of these top three teams, right? Because we all kind of collectively agree that it's between the Sixers, the Celtics, and the Bucks to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. I don't really think anybody sees the Cavs, Knicks, Nets, or Hawks doing it um and i don't necessarily think the heat are going to make it either but i did think that they could that they could upset a top seed um and because they've got great defense great coaching and they've got this guy mm-hmm. jimmy butler man i mean if he's doing this all bets are off
0: if agreed and jimmy butler is kind of the only thing i think i need to say i mean Jim, we saw the other we saw it 56 points on 19 of 28 shooting yep. guy was just the best play. looked like the best player in the NBA. I mean, yeah. he was just unstoppable. He was an unstoppable yeah. force. And <clears throat> I can, before this series, I like, like you said, I don't think a whole lot of people thought this would happen. I didn't think it was going to happen. I obviously Definitely had no. the bucks. I think I had bucks in five or six, but um, obviously the Giannis injury helped them a little bit. Um, but Giannis is back. The Jimmy Butler is is still playing very well and three straight games for the it's tough for me to see three straight games now where and as I love Giannis and I think he's the best player in the NBA and this Bucks team is good, but three straight games beating yeah. Jimmy Butler in this Miami Heat team yeah. I don't know if that can happen. Well, it can happen, but I don't know if it will
1: happen, especially coming off of that game in particular. That's a yep. game where they were up 15 points in the fourth quarter. You got yep. 36 and 11 from Brooke Lopez. Uh, Giannis goes for a 26 point triple double through holiday with 14, including a clutch three, Chris Middleton with 14, right. eight from Pat Connaughton. I mean, that's the game you need to win. You need yep. to level the series at two, go back to the crib and yep. and take care of business. The fact that they gave that they gave up that game last night is a is a big problem for Milwaukee because I mean obviously not just a three one record thing but just in general momentum and and mm-hmm. and, and all that. Mm-hmm. However, if there is a team in the league that could that could yep. potentially come back from a three one deficit, it would be this Bucks team. So I'm not completely writing the Bucks off yet, nope. but I do think the Heat will close this out in six. I'm with you on that as well because I actually it was
0: funny I saw a tweet before this and it it had all the three one. The teams that are down three one, it said who has the best chance of coming back, and I said it's easily the Bucks. It's easily yeah. Giannis. If, if someone's going to do it right now, especially it's Giannis. Right, um, it's the best player in basketball. So again, I'm definitely not going to write up write off the Bucks yeah. in this series right now. Um, just from where we're at, and even the other day before this Jimmy Butler fifty bomb, I was I I still had the Bucks. I still thought the Bucks were going to take it. Now after seeing this game from Jimmy Butler, after and like you said there was the bucks played. I mean, they had guys scoring. They had guys playing defense. I mean, they had contributions everywhere up and down the lineup and they still dropped this game to Jimmy Butler. So it was, uh,
1: uh, it was not coach. It was not Budenholzer's greatest showing. Uh, He really kind of had some, had some mistakes last night. X's and O's wise. He got outclassed by Eric Spolstra. I mean, I, I, I think that Eric Spolstra is probably the second best coach in the league, in my opinion, but uh, coach bud, man, I was it looked rough from him last night. They did not attack Jimmy the way that they were that they nope. needed to. But also worth shouting out. Caleb Martin uh mm-hmm. went off last night, hit several clutch threes. And so it's you know, he had he he went uh two of three from three, but both of those were in that fourth quarter run. I mean, man, mm-hmm. their their second leading scorer in that game was banned with 15. And you man, lose that game. That's bad for the Bucs. I'm worried about him.
0: Yep insane absolutely crazy and one other thing i did want to bring up was it's kind of funny because i feel like we always see jimmy butler kind of turn into the second gear when the playoffs roll around yes, and we see bam on a bio like downshift and like not play as well as he has and it's like true again bam has not been the bam that we all know i feel like and jimmy's yeah. obviously kicking into the high gear but
1: um, he's he's got his hands full with the bucks front court though those, those guys. Big and athletic and Brooke Lopez is a nightmare, and obviously Giannis is Giannis. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's got his hands full, Bam does. He does. But uh but yeah, you know you're right. He's not he's not being Bam at the moment.
0: Mm-mm. And so do you think that we'll see this one end in five, six, or seven? Where do you I think, think
1: I think uh I think Milwaukee wins five, and then I think the Heat win it in six. Uh I, I guess just momentum wise. Um but it, it, I think it's either Heat in six or Bucks in seven. Uh, because I don't think Miami's going to win. Th- I don't think they're going to beat Milwaukee in five. That that's mm-hmm. that's wild. That would be mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, it's possible, but that's not what I predict to happen at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that the only way that the obviously the only way that the Bucks can win is in seven. But they've just got to go back to the crib and have short and short term memory and forget about this and 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 go and be the team that they've been all season.
0: Mm-hmm. and I'm going to say that also if the Bucks do end up winning game 5 and game 6 I would see them winning game 7 as well. Yeah. Um I don't see the Bucks winning 5 and 6 and then the Heat winning 7 with all that momentum going back home. Giannis is probably killing it at that point. I would see the Bucks um take game 7. So this has been crazy though and it's it's always cool to see a a eight seed battle like this. I mean yeah. it's it's not that often that you do see it so Yeah, it's been a while. Very cool. Um, let's just talk about real quick, this Sixers and Nets series, obviously not a whole lot to bring up there. Sixers obviously swept Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will say though, is that I don't think we all, a lot of people really expected Brooklyn to really be here. I don't even know if Brooklyn expected Brooklyn to be here and for them to get into the playoffs and for them to show these, uh, to have these contributions from guys and, and McHale bridges playing really well. I think it's a good sign for the nets. Um, they had no intentions of winning the NBA finals this year. No one really right. expected them to beat the 76ers. And I just think it was a step in the right direction for the nets with this new look team. Cause obviously they kind of blew everything up in the middle of the season trading Kyrie and Durant. And I just think it's, it's a good thing to see McHale bridges, especially, um, yeah. step up like this and prove that he he's kind of that guy. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I, it's, it'll be cool to see that what the Nets do moving forward and how they, how they end up doing next season. But we all expected Philadelphia to pretty much win this one in four, if not five.
1: Yeah. I think I had him in five because I was like, I, yeah, they'll give him a game kind of like what Me the Nets are doing. But, yeah. uh, one thing to note about this Sixer series is that Joel Embiid did not have like an outstanding series prior to his mm-hmm. injury. Uh, mm-hmm. he was kind of getting, he was kind of getting beat up by Nick Claxton. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, I'll be interested to see what they do in the next round. uh you know, obviously hoping that he's healthy, like we said again, We want everybody to be healthy, but you never know. um James Harden doing James Harden things, so. Yeah, I mean, Sixers took care of business as they should have. the The Nets made the playoffs because they were riding, they were still riding that record from when KD and Kyrie were there, and, and Jacques Vaughn yeah. had them hitting on all the cylinders. They blow it up, and then they just win just enough games to to stay in the sixth seed. So, yeah, yeah the Nets are the Nets have a good, exciting future ahead of them. You know, Mikel Bridges, uh, Bridges and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, Cam Thomas now and Cam Johnson. Yeah. And they got yeah. a lot of good young pieces that it, it's it's like they just went right back to the team they had before Kevin Durant yeah. and came, right? Yeah, with Young guys with exciting bench and all that, good coach, who can kind of get them all on the same page. So in terms of the Nets' future, yeah, I mean, I wish them the best. It's a good franchise now they've kind of got this young core. Maybe they can do something with it long term.
0: 100%, and I think that um, I'm, I'm definitely excited to watch this Nets team in the future yeah. because it, it was kind of – it, it looked like McCowboy just kind of had a connection to Phoenix and we all knew him as a son. And it, it yeah. seemed like he was pretty bummed out about that, but it, it looks like he's going to start something new over there in Brooklyn because he's playing very, very well on both ends of the, of the court. I mean, back uh, off
1: doesn't miss a game. Yeah. He, that's he the game in his entire career. That's amazing. Isn't
0: that crazy? Yeah. That's, that's just unreal. So good for him. Good for the nets. Um, and they'll, they'll definitely be better coming into the future. <laughs> right. Um, and also this Joel Embiid injury, we don't know how serious it is. I heard yeah. that he has a 50-50 chance of that's what doc said, like a 50-50 chance of like uh starting in in game 1 or like coming back in the series uh, the next series. So obviously very vital piece for the
1: 76ers, <laughs> most yeah. important, yeah. I mean, so. he's he's uh he's got a sprained LCL, so lateral crucial ligament. Um mm-hmm. If he when he returns, he might have to wear a brace, and yeah, you say fifty-fifty. So, uh, oof. I mean, I think this. Uh, assuming it's the Celtics, I think it's going to be a war between these two teams. But it's mm-hmm. only going to be a war if Joel Embiid is there. Yep. Otherwise, the Celtics will take care of business.
0: So totally, they need Embiid. It's pretty clear, MVP yeah. of the league, and if he's not there, I'd see the Celtics winning this pretty. Easily, um. Mm. But if he's there, it's going to be a battle, and I'm excited to watch. That's going to be a very entertaining series yeah. to watch. Okay, four five matchup. This Woo! one actually caught me off guard, man. Woo! I'm not going to lie. I New won't York lie. Stand to you. up. <laughs> we got the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New man. York Knicks four five seed, and the Knicks are up three one right now. Um, before this series, I want to say I had Cavaliers in six games. Mm. That's out the window now. Yep. The Knicks have looked better. They're up yeah. 3-1. Yep.
1: What are your takes on this? Do you think the Knicks even close this one out in five? I think most people, at least I, I know most people that I talk to, including myself, were were wrong about this series. I had Cavs in five. I thought the Cavs were on that fringe of contender that could shock a Bucks, Celtics, Sixers kind of team if they met up. Um, the Knicks have done everything right this series so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're holding the, the the Cavs posted the lowest points in a game all season. Um, they are making Donovan Mitchell play his size at six foot one, which is so rare because of his athleticism. Typically, he's able to to you know dominate in the paint and and from outside. He, uh, the, the game on Sunday, he goes one of nine in the second half for two with two points. I mean, Julius Randle, but Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart are winning them games. Josh Hart, he's averaging, uh, I think, 32 minutes a game now. And, and he's just all over the place. I mean, he's he's on both sides of the ball, rebounding like crazy. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Mitchell Robinson. They're just being tough and competitive and defending like crazy. And great defense can win, a not Mm -hmm. predicting that the Knicks will win a championship at all, but great (laughs) defense makes championship teams. So, you know, they can, let's say the Bucs do get by. The Knicks are no rollover for anybody. If it's Mm -hmm. Knicks heat next round, that's going to be a tough series for Miami. And then we, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, it's not out of the realm of possibility that -hmm. the New York Knicks go to the conference finals this year. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: It's crazy to hear that, especially knowing that they were going against the Cavs. And like I said, before this series started, I had Cavs and I did have Cavs in six. I thought the Knicks could steal two games, but um, they've obviously looked better. And the thing about the Knicks in this series is they've been very gritty. And like you brought up their defense and they've been locking up Donovan Mitchell. And it's not even the fact that Donovan Mitchell is not really making his shots. It's like he's not even getting them off. It's yep. like he's just not even able to shoot the ball right now because yep. they're just they're playing such good defense. It's like Cleveland's like having to switch it up and have to rely on other guys when Donovan Mitchell can't really get the shots off. Um the Knicks look good right now. And it, it's <laughs> so crazy. And it's good to say I saw Stephen A. Smith was going crazy the other day. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because I really like you said, I, I thought the the Calves were pretty much on that point. I mean, they were the four seed right behind the three the three uh big powerhouses of the East. Everyone kind of you know, knew they weren't right on that level, but they were they were a four seed for a reason. They had the respects of everybody, but the Knicks, man, I mean, they're giving them a run for their money right now, and it seems like everybody on the Knicks is really doing their thing. I mean, Jalen Brunson, I know the Mavericks are are crying right now after seeing Jalen Brunson just play so well. Um, even R.J. Barrett has stepped up now, especially towards the end of the series, he's kind of been putting shots in the hole, and the Knicks are uh, they're a threat right now for for anybody to play. And like you said, especially. Um, if they if they were to go against Miami or so, um, the Knicks they're gonna give anybody a run for their money now. I mean, you know, and they may not they may not win the East. They may not beat the if the Bucks win or whoever they go against. But that would be insane. Um, you know how good
1: for the league it would be if the if it was Lakers Knicks in the finals. Oh, that would be the best possible case scenario for the for the NBA.
0: Absolutely crazy. Um. I wonder not what gonna, the odds not going to happen.
1: Then. I'm not predicting that. I don't want any of your listeners to think that I'm an insane <laughs> person. I'm not predicting the Cavs or the Knicks are going to make the finals. But I'm just saying that would be an insane, uh, insanely profitable matchup for, uh, mm-hmm. for the NBA. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, this has been a very entertaining series. Yeah. Um, I could see the Knicks closing this off in five or six. Um, again, tough to see the Cavs making another three, one comeback. Oh geez. Um, that would be (laughs) insane, but, uh,
1: nightmares. You're having flashbacks.
0: Flashbacks. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we, whatever. Um, but yeah, so definitely been one of them. It definitely been a shocker of a series to see the Knicks up three, one
1: that's behind the, behind the heat bucks. This is definitely the most surprising to me. Um, everything else has kind of gone according to what I would have expected. um, Out, kind of outside of the Lakers Grizzlies being being more in favor of the Lakers. I kind of thought this would be a closer series. But in terms of the Knicks, man, I mean, Knicks Cavs, like the, the Cavs are disappointing right now. Like, yeah, they're not they're just not doing what they were doing all season. Donovan Mitchell's averaging 22 this series. Like, it's just he's he was like a top five MVP candidate. Yeah. And and now he, he – I'm not going to call him a nobody. I'm not going to insult him like that. But, like, he just doesn't look like the guy that he was all year, the guy that mm-hmm. scored 71, the guy that had a top-five game score ever, like 31, 8, and 11. And that's – I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's getting outclassed and outshined by Jalen Brunson for the second playoffs in a row. Mm-hmm.
0: Got to give credit to the Knicks here. They've been, doing, yep. they've been doing their part to shut him down, and they've been doing a great job. Yep. The final series we got kind yes, of, kind of a uh, a series that I think we all pretty much expected mm-hmm. uh, Boston to win this one. They're up three yeah. one right now against the Hawks, yeah. and um, I I can fully expect the Hawks, especially with no Dejounte Murray now for Game Five, right? Um, the Celtics should this should be a breeze for them. They should go in there, wipe the floor, and uh, head off to the second round to play uh, Philadelphia, but it's i'm a trey young believer i do like trey young a lot um but i feel like in the playoffs recently this year and last year even he's, he hasn't looked the same like how he how did in that uh that when he had that eastern conference finals run that that right. was a uh, different trey young i think we saw and not that he's been particularly like really bad this series or anything but he he could have done a little bit more for this hawks team i feel like but in general i'm not expecting him to win the series the hawks just flat out are not as good as the celtics the celtics have one of the more talented most loaded rosters in the NF- in the nba right now um so pretty pretty simple i think i think most of us expected the celtics to win this with a series.
1: Yeah, definitely. I originally thought before the play in that it'd be Celtics Heat and this thing would go seven. This is not at all going to be the same. The Hawks are not the same team that the Heat could obviously that the Heat are. Uh my preseason pick for the was the Celtics to go to the finals. I've been on that all year and I'm sticking with that. The Celtics are terrifying yeah. to me. They yeah. should be scary to any team in the league with the perimeter play that they have, the perimeter defense that they have the athleticism that they have, the scoring Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum playing together is one of the most dynamic duos all year. Um, so yeah, breezy Celtic breezy series for the Celtics. They get to get a few days rest before they go off and uh, play the Sixers next, next round, which will be a war assuming that Embiid is there. And uh, yeah, tonight we get to watch uh, Trey Young's last uh, game as a Hawk. You think so? Yes, sir. He will be traded in the off season is what I believe. They, uh, he had all the issues with Nate McMillan. They get rid of Nate McMillan. Now he's got issues with Quinn with Quinn Snyder. What's the common denominator? So, they're going to get rid of him, get a hell of a package and let DeJounte run the show. That's what I think.
0: That's really interesting because I haven't seen a whole lot of a lot of rumors about Trey Young being moved in the offseason and it's something really I didn't really ever expect to hear this early in his career, especially maybe even before this season. I would have never really thought that this was going to happen. Yeah. Um and, and it seems like a very valid possibility right now that Trey Young may be out as a hawk the thing i think about is where the heck would he go i mean that that would be so interesting to think There's about where trains is a lot Trae of different packages
1: up. right now i think that something like a cat uh like a, something like a cat Trey young kind of swap uh-huh. with some picks and players and you know contracts to make the money work and all that is uh-huh. likely um cuz you know i mean he's 24 so he's had a few years in the league he's for his fourth year, fourth year in the league now um he had that miracle run in the conference finals to, to, uh, you know, uh, in, uh, 2021, but I, I, I just, I think that he is a guy that, uh, I don't know that he can be your leader, um, at least locker room, locker room wise. And I think he'd be a great fit in Minnesota, honestly, because, you know, like you mentioned earlier, who's a guy that's, that's, uh, very thankful to his team, very humble, you know, has complete <laughs> ownership of his game. Anthony Edwards,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, yeah. and those two together would be crazy. So, oh, yeah, I don't know if they, I don't know if they blow it up after the small sample size that is Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns together.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I, I do think that, yeah, I think the Hawks move off Trey Young in, this, in the off season.
0: But when they made that Trey Young, when they made the trade for Dejounte Murray, I was, I loved it. I, I thought it was a great deal for the Hawks. I, I was a big fan. Um, I thought, you know, maybe not this upcoming season, but two or three seasons down the line, these guys would be a legit, legit threat, like contender um, top three, four seed in the East. But clearly this season, it didn't work out great. I think they were, right. I think they were 41 and 41. I think they were just right smack in the middle um, and obviously ended as that uh, seven seed. So um, it's interesting to see that Trey Young might, might be flipped because like I said, it's something that I didn't really anticipate happening, but I, yeah. um, I, in my opinion, I actually don't know if I think it's gonna happen. I think that the Hawks may ride it out. Now I'm actually not sure of his contract situation. I don't know what that looks like either. Um, okay. but I think that the Hawks may ride it out within one more season because I just I love the duo of Trey Young and Dejounte Murray, and I think as they both work together, fit together, and kind of grow together, I think that we could see them play very well. Um, they might need to make changes to the roster, to other parts of the roster to help them. Um, but. It'll be interesting to see how this offseason plays out for the Hawks and Trey Young to see if the Hawks just kind of give the keys to DeJounte Murray because that'd be very interesting.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, he signed a five-year, $215 million deal. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, so he's locked in for every for wherever he goes. Average salary, uh, annual salary of $43 million a year. So he's a max level player, obviously. Um, yeah. Just yeah. more yeah. so, yeah. I don't think that this Hawks team as currently constructed with Trey Young being your best player is mm-hmm. going to be is going to be a championship team. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they've got him locked up till 2027. Yeah,
0: he's locked up. <laughs>
1: he's locked up big time. Right. Um well, we went
0: over every playoff series, every first round matchup right now and before we kind of wrap this
1: up, I'm going to ask you one question. Mm. Let's hear the finals prediction. I got Lakers, Celtics. Uh, I had uh, I. The West was always shaky for me. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody saw the 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 Suns making that trade for Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Suns can. Or sorry, I think the Nuggets can dispatch the Suns. It will be rough. It will be a heck of a series. It's going to be a battle. But I think that the Celtic or I think that the Nuggets can beat the the Suns. I don't mm-hmm. think they can beat the Lakers. They got nothing for LeBron and they got nothing for, uh, for AD assuming mm-hmm. that AD is healthy and can play more than 12, 15 points or something in a, in a do or die game four. um, yep. so I'm going with the Lakers. This new look Lakers team looks just they're Like you said earlier, they're flowing, they're clicking on all cylinders and the Celtics I've been riding with all year. So I go Celtics, uh, I go Celtics Lakers and uh ring number five in year 20 for the goat. <laughs> um, so what I got valid, let me, say, let me guess, who are the who are the Warriors going to play in the finals? Go ahead and tell me. <laughs> no, no. OK, that's funny. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go with the
0: Warriors. Mm. As sad as it makes me. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think the Warriors will with this whole road game situation right. that clearly hasn't right. um, been cleaned up for the playoffs and the turnovers that they I mean, the, the Warriors problem has always been turnovers. Even through right. the Kevin Durant the, the championships, whatever. They've always turned the ball over, but they had so much talent and they had Steph Curry and they could override that. But this Mm -hmm. year it's been really, really bad. So the turnovers, the, the abysmal road games that we've seen, it's just, I don't, I don't think that we'll end up getting to the finals. Um, but I'm going to go from the East. I am going to go with the Celtics before, and I was riding with the bucks all season. Um, they were my, they were my team beginning and Giannis best player in the NBA, best player on the best team. Drew holiday played amazing, um, with where they're at right now I'm going to I'm going to switch that to the Celtics from what okay. I see I think the Celtics come out of the east I think they're the best team there and out of the west I'm I'm going to take the Suns I think that the mm-hmm. Suns um they a problem that you could say is their defense and mm-hmm. that could be their biggest issue but that offense is absolutely unreal when you got guys like Kevin Durant and Devin Booker who can both go off at any given moment those yeah. two guys are I mean arguably both in the top Three five scores in the NBA right now. I mean, those guys know how to score the ball. Um, they are it, it's really between them and I'm like them, Lakers, Warriors. Those are my three teams that I think are realistically right. going to make it. I'm not too sold on the Nuggets making the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna end up I'm gonna rock with the Suns here versus the Celtics. And I'm actually I hate to say it, dude, but I'm actually gonna take the Suns. Um, I, I don't I don't wanna see the Suns win the title this year, yeah. but I think they're going to. So the suns are my pick, but Hey, don't sleep on Stephen clay and, and the I'm Warriors never doing men. that. They're, I know better than that. Oh I, yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: Learn their lesson. Don't sleep on the Warriors Cause the minute you doubt them, sh- boop, they got another championship.
0: Exactly. So I'm not it, it, doubting them one bit. It's possible. It's definitely possible. We're going to have to, it all starts with game five. We're going to have to, we're going to have to get a win there, but ultimately, um, yeah. you know, they still have a chance to do so. They still got a good, great roster. They, they if they could figure something out just a little bit yeah they'll they'll, they'll be making noise for sure <clears throat> but anyways michael dude right on that was a great episode i'm so glad to have you on um finally we were able to make it work but yeah let, i know that you got a podcast you got the yay basketball podcast you guys yeah. had me on a long while ago but like let the people, ago
1: now, yeah
0: was it like a year ago yeah man um let the people know where to find you how, how do you how where where do you find Yay Basketball?
1: Yeah, so Yay Basketball. Doc, uh Yay Basketball on all platforms. Uh, you know, we just did our hundredth episode last week. It was a big hour and a half long extravaganza. We had balloons and you know suits on, and the whole thing played like a Jeopardy style game, um, trivia game. We play games every week, so we try to do kind of a, uh, a kind of. Uh, I would consider our show like a sports comedy show. You know, we try to ha- inject a lot of fun and laughter into uh into analyzing the NBA, which sometimes can just be, you know, kind of like this where it's just, you know, two guys talking. We're never gonna out talk like Stephen A. Smith and those kind of guys. So yeah. we try to have a little bit more fun, uh fun with it with with fun segments while we break down everything that's going on in the league. So yay basketball at yay, yay underscore basketball on all uh on all social platforms, yay for merch, yay basketball on YouTube, yay basketball everywhere. So appreciate you, brother.
0: Of course, man. And everybody out there listening, definitely go subscribe, go like, go follow, do, go listen, do everything that you can to this gay basketball podcast. Cause I've been on it and I've listened to a ton of their episodes and they are mm-hmm. so entertaining. They're fun. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a great time to be on one, but it's, it's just great listening. It's like a bunch of guys just having fun. Like you said, just talking about the NBA. So if you like yeah. the NBA and, and you got, you need something to listen to definitely go check out gay basketball, <clears throat> Appreciate. but of course, man. Um, everybody out there listening, I appreciate you listening to this one. Um, you know, if you can find me on social media, on the night dot pod on Instagram at the Nightshift pod on TikTok and at the night shift two T's at the beginning, two T's at the end on Twitter. Um, you know, you can find this podcast anywhere, Apple podcasts, Spotify, anywhere, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, be sure to leave a rating or review five stars, preferably that would be great. Um, but be honest, you know, I need that. I need that honest feedback, but, um and yeah so i appreciate you guys all out there listening again michael thank you so much for coming on man glad we thank can make you. it work
1: yeah for sure oh, thank you so we'll,
0: much we'll do it again hopefully for sure and uh everybody out there you know keep watching those dubs we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see some crazy game <laughs> five we're, I, I have a feeling we're gonna see a clay like 30 point quarter or something you know i, I think that's i think that's due <laughs>
1: <overdo>. yes
0: sir <laughs> right on man everybody out there thank you and that'll be it for me i'm out peace